Hello, and welcome to the Living the Dream podcast, where we explore the untold adventures of Disney cast members. I'm your host, Brian McDevitt Jr., and I was a Disney cast member once upon a time. In those parks, I had some of the most magical and life-changing adventures of my life. And I created this podcast to share those stories and other cast member stories with you all. Today on the program, we're going off script a little bit. I have Todd, who is a writer for Mouse Planet. We're going to talk about his stories covering new events at the theme parks. We're gonna talk a little bit about what's up with the Oogie Boogie Bash. And we're going to have some uh, theme park experts drop in to give their opinions on uh, Oogie Boogie's first uh, Disneyland party. Stay tuned for some hot takes. Before that, be sure to like and share the video and follow us on social media. Links are in the description. Also, please reach out if you're a cast member with a story to tell. We want to hear from you. And though this channel mainly focuses on theme park cast members, Disney employees have magical experience from all parts of their company, and I want to hear about them. As always, Kevin Feige has an open invitation to join us at any point in time. Now, let the adventure begin. I'd like to welcome Todd to the show. Hi, Todd. How are you? Hey, Brian. I'm great. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited for this podcast. I hope Kevin calls while we're doing this. Uh, I'm expecting him to. (laughs) Any day now. Any day now. So um, let's begin. Uh, Let's talk about your connection to Disney. Why did you uh, seek the path of becoming a Mouse Planet writer? Um, Well, I've always loved Disney. I'm from the Midwest, from Lincoln, Nebraska, to be specific. Um, so I was equidistant to both parks, both Disney World and Disneyland. So uh, it wasn't fifteen wasn't until I was fifteen year old fifteen years old that we uh, took a family trip to visit a family member and got to go to the park on Christmas Day. I just remember. Oh, wow. I'm gonna be remembering a lot as we talk. <laughs> so um, let's see. That's such a long question, but I'll I'll do the short version. And you can yeah. ask things. Um, I ended up in San Francisco as an adult, so very close and um, had a really good buddy up there that loved Disneyland as much as me. So I made sure I, we were in the parks usually twice a year. So um, when I moved to Southern California about five years ago and bought an annual pass, um, I saw that Mouse Planet was hiring writers. And since I am in the entertainment field, I applied for the entertainment writer Mm -hmm. and I wrote an article on the Disneyland band um, which was brand newly refurbished for the 60th anniversary. That's and cool. that was the article that got me the job at Mouse Planet being the entertainment writer. Yeah, you seem to like really go into the nooks and crannies of things. Like you, you like, like you, well, I'm saying like you really want to go see the Dapper Dans. Like that's on your to do list when you visit the parks, which I think, I think you've told me like it's a, it's a usually overlooked gems you like to focus on. Yeah, um, it's interesting because, you know, um, everybody always talks about what would Walt do and Walt would hate this and Walt would mm-hmm. hate that. Everybody, you know, always speaks for for someone that's not here to speak for themselves. But, you know, the park was opened in 1955. So entertainment was what was a huge aspect of it. It was a huge aspect of people's lives. And that's something that Disney's never dropped. And that's something that makes it different from other theme parks is that um that, that they've got the uh entertainment um you know the east the west coast has hollywood and the east coast what with all the broadway actors and whatnot um some they they, they do all their auditions in new york city in florida also so they get a lot i mean they get the best inter- entertainers period mm-hmm. period 
Yeah, that's really interesting. I didn't know about that. So like since the idea is, I think what you're saying is since they, the technology wasn't as advanced, the, the, the performances had a lot more of the attention at the time and there, there were a lot bigger part of the park. Yeah. Well, definitely it was a bigger part of, um, people's lives too. And, um, you know, the magic of Disney as now that I have even a more of an eagle eye when I go watch these bands is that, you know, you bring your kids to Disneyland and they have a visceral response to live music. One of the best examples was there's a show called Mickey and the Mickey and the magical map, which who knows Mm -hmm. if it's going to return after everything. And um, it's mostly a review with good old fashioned Disney songs. And it's all canned music, which means it's been recorded yet. A guy comes out during um, with Princess Tiana and actually plays the trumpet live. And a small child, I mean, one at the most, viscerally responds, can tell the difference between canned music and something live. And that to me just that 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 to me is the perfect example of uh, how it hits the heartstrings. Absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, that's really it's these one of a kind experiences that you get in the parks that I think what makes Disney special. Actually, weren't you telling me that your mom was uh, one of the first people that went to the parks or something? She went in very early days. Well, that was the connection we had. Uh, my aunt moved there in 1955. And uh, I thought about this uh, looking through pictures before this podcast was that she went in 1959. Cause back then the pictures had the little, little uh, they stamped the, year that they were developed. So it could have been 58 because sometimes you had film in your camera. No pictures of any human being, just pictures of the castle and and the uh, old uh, chicken of the sea pirate ship that's no longer in fantasy land. Terrible pictures too. Um, couldn't get the whole ship in. And she never told me that she went because, you know, I would have been doubled down on begging to go to Disneyland as a small kid. <laughs> Wait, your mom, the, it was a secret trip your mom took? No, it was in 1959 before. I'm not that oh. old, Brian. <laughs> so my point God, was... I didn't I, run the numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's fine. I don't hold you <laughs> responsible. Um, uh, but my, that's my point is that, um, yeah, she got to go on a family trip and uh, never really told us till, you know, once we got there is when she told us, well, I was here in 1959. <laughs> oh, holding out. What holding do out. you mean you were here? Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, man. The uh... And I have to say, too, when I came down from San Francisco, this was not a forced um, job at Mouse Planet being the entertainment writer. Like, oh, I better go check out the Dapper Dans. My buddy, I have lots of friends in San Francisco that are in bands that I've always, you know, showed up for. Um, and uh, my buddy that I went with was in a band. Um, very amateur. But we never toured Disneyland without checking out every live entertainment it's really part of your ticket is what i try to tell people is that you know you're you've got this live entertainment and disneyland was meant for the whole family so um even though there were no thrill rides when it opened um you know grandma and grandpa don't want to go on space mountain if you can uh sell one of these live shows pit give your best pitch for your favorite one that people need to go say uh which is hard right now as the parks are slowly opening up. They're, in, they're not back fully with entertainment. They have the small groups. I would really truly say Dapper Dan's is mm-hmm. the starting because you can't enter Disneyland or Disney World and they're both back. So I have that fact. I want to, it's 
since you're doing a podcast, I feel responsible <laughs> to tell people what's going on. The Dapper Dans are back in both parts. The boys everybody. are back in town. They are. Um, you know, four-part harmony, barbershop quartet. These are professional musicians. It blows my mind that they um, rotate them. Originally, the Dapper Dans were a, a, a quartet of the same, you know, they had two days off and they were the, they were a quartet that they hired, mm-hmm. um, you know, give a, a cast member on here to tell you exactly how that worked. But now they have many guys and they, they perform every single day. They might have days off. Don't quote me on that. Again, the entertainment schedules are changing, ever changing as the parks are both reopening. Um, but they are on Main Street. That, that four-part harmony is amazing. They're singing mostly Disney tunes, a few, you know, Sweet Adeline type songs, mm-hmm. but they mostly do Disney tunes and they do seasonal tunes. They do Christmas tunes and at Halloween, you know, for example, I know they have done a, this is Halloween, the opening song from Nightmare Ooh. Before Christmas. And, oh my God, there's so much information. Uh, it's the 20th anniversary of the Nightmare Before Christmas layover at the Haunted Mansion this year. So, oh, Oh, that's interesting. Okay, so yeah. It's been 20 years. Uh, Walt Disney World does not do a layover of the Haunted Mansion. Um, Wait a second, is it one of those that Walt, they don't want to touch something, like they want to keep one the original way? Disneyland has more local visitors. So to have things new, they generally um, are more accepting of that. The thought behind it was at Walt Disney World, some people save up for a giant Walt Disney World vacation and they want to see the Haunted Mansion as oh. Walt envisioned it. And you are correct, Walt, actually he passed away before the ride was finished. So mm-hmm. it was finished without his direction. The Pirates of the Caribbean was his last ride that mm-hmm. he had full um, connection with, or I should say attraction as the cast member said. <laughs> yeah, attraction. Um, cool. So, uh, why don't you tell us, uh, some of your stories of like stuff that you got to cover, cover. Cause I know you got to, um, you got to go to some pretty cool events. Let's talk about a couple of them. Yeah. Um, Disney does not skimp on throwing events for the opening of their attractions. And that is the perk of working for, uh, fan, uh, it's mouseplanet.com. That simple. Everyone, there's a Disneyland report. I should plug, right? Here's the part where I plug. Um, Monday, we do the Disneyland update. And Tuesday, we do the Walt Disney World update. Um, And then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, there are um, articles on merchandising. I write entertainment. Of course, I've been a little slow during the pandemic as I have not been full-time back to the park yet um, as we reopen everything. but there are articles on, on entertainment. Um, so your question was, after I finished my plugging, was some of the great events. I um, Actually, the coolest event for me personally, there's so many, so I'll, uh, we'll see how many much we can cover, is um, I got to do a hard hat tour of Guardians of the Galaxy uh, mission breakout before it opened. Ooh. I was, yeah, I was scheduled to do the party, actually, because um, there, are, there are interviews we do, because we do... On, we do online interviews um, for all of the events. So I was scheduled to be at that event and uh, the CEO of the company, she calls me up and she goes, do you want to, can you go to the park on Thursday to do Guardians of the Galaxy Press? And I'm like, that's two weeks from now. She says, it's a hard hat tour. If you're busy, it's okay. It's like, no, I will cancel anything. I've always wanted to see a Disneyland attraction in its, as they were creating it. It, mm-hmm. um, of course, 
no cameras. You will be kicked out if any cameras come <laughs> out because, um, but we could record all we want outside of it and talk about it. Um, they gave us a Guardians of the Galaxy hard hat to wear, of course, because it was a live construction site. Mm -hmm. We did not get to go into the rooms where they do the uh, pre-show because that's what they were working on that day. They were bummed they couldn't show it to us, but it, like I said, it was a construction site. We got to see the video of, of the Guardians of the Galaxy before anybody else. If you haven't been on it, you're in the queue waiting to see. Um, they, they've been trapped is the, the storyline mm -hmm. of this. The Guardians of the Galaxy, the collector mm -hmm. has collected them. He collects human beings uh, or Terran, I mean, terrestrials, any type of beings, I should say. And, um, we're we progressive on this channel. Yeah, exactly. All types of beings. Yeah, and all ty types of things. Uh, so many hidden gems in that attraction. So we got to talk to the Marvel team. We got to talk to the Imagineers. Um, you know, nothing was... We didn't get any really insights, but um, just being there was one of the coolest things I have ever experience okay so you know kevin then can you uh give him yeah. a talk and tell him to respond to my emails i, I yeah I, I don't is the sad thing um so that was my biggest bang. i'll get him i'm gonna get him all right fingers crossed on that one um it's it, it yeah it's just special being able to see something before the public does yeah and then you also i like i remember the one video that you showed me where you got to you did weren't you on like their millennium falcon attraction or like you did a video where you were walking through that area. So you were like one of the first people that saw the Star Wars land, weren't you? Yeah, that I was going to say that, that that for most fans is the biggest. Star Wars Galaxy's Edge was crazy. It's the biggest land that they've built at Disneyland. It, it's mm -hmm. at Disneyland Park um, in California and in Florida. It's at the Hollywood, Disney Hollywood Studios. Um, so that was a two-day press event. CEO went to the party that had um, all of the stars from the original movie come out and George Lucas. Um, wow. So the next morning I got to do the interviews and the coolest thing about that, again, of course, no pictures because they had everything set up for interviews. So you had your lighting equipment, but I got to do a food interview with uh, chef John state. He, I've done a lot of interviews with him. Um, so he's the one I know the most. Uh, and I got to do a Millennium Falcon is what you brought up, which most people are interested. So I didn't get to write it, but I got to talk to one of the Imagineers. And uh, wow. that video was awesome because they said, do you want to enter from the hallway and come into the, the and you were like, like yes. yes, I do. Um, I don't know who, what interviewers wouldn't. Can like. you get me the Han Solo outfit during this? Like <laughs> how, how much, like right. what, what are the lines? And speaking of cast members, I have to do a shout out too. When you do an, a press interview, this is an interesting thing. I'm thinking of these yeah. things as I we talk. Um, you get a cast member to be your guide on any of these interviews. Oh. I mean, Disney does it right. Mm -hmm. And um, these cast members can come from everywhere. I mean, they can come from the parks or they can even come from backstage. And the gentleman I had for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, I've never had a, they've all been fantastic. But he was in accounting and here's my, you know, everybody at Mouse Planet knows it. I, I am not a huge Star Wars fan. I'm more team Marvel. So my, um, you I know, am. I have to study up on it. And uh, he, I, I want to say he, he was from accounting or somewhere. He worked, you know, in an office. He was a total Star Wars geek. So um, I got to have a really great cast member, you know, before I do each interview. All right, now what, 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 you know, what's the... Um, 
skinny on these things. So you had the inside, you had a source on the inside. Well, it, to, it made me less nervous to have some Star Wars. Correct. It made me less nervous to, cause you don't mess up mm-hmm. the Star Wars Mm-mm. world. You do not. I, I misspelled. I misspelled. I know I also do the Instagram. There are some angry fans. I misspelled Java the Hut on an Instagram account. And it's, you know, it's like I, I, I killed puppies. You got rolled. Yeah, absolutely. So, and my boss, she said, keep posting, please, but you cannot misspell Star Wars. <laughs> so, and I miss, I mean, I, yeah, I'm a geek. I do things like that all the time. So I apologize to all Mouse Planet people out there for any mistake I've made. I always own up to it. I always, there's so much Disney. I, you know, I know how to spell theater now, having written for Mouse Planet. Some of the theaters at Disneyland are spelled T-R-E and some of them are spelled T-E-R. Theater, theater. Oh, that's interesting. I finally have that memorized. It's like, really, Disney? Can't you just spell them all the same? <laughs> Don't I can't speak for Disney. One though. or the other. Right. So I have misspelled things before. Hopefully, my editors catch them at Mouse Planet. Thank you. So, uh, I mean, since we're both Marvel geeks, you want to geek out about the Avengers Campus? Um. Yeah. Have you been? Uh, I got to go. I, I, it's on my list. Okay. Hopefully, by the time this airs. Uh, It'll, I'll, I'll have gone. All right. Well, I'm, I'm being, I, I can be just down and dirty and honest in, yeah. on your podcast. So I got to go to Disneyland on, for two days with uh, two gals that are not team Marvel are completely disinterested in it. Um, and uh, in fact, one of them chose not to, would rather sleep in than ride the Spider-Man web slingers, which I can, I did get to ride that. Yeah, I know. Um, and so bad the, people. You went with bad people. I went with bad people. No, yeah. you know, everybody has their thing. Um, Di- Disney wouldn't call them bad people. Their number one attraction is the stores. And <laughs> I think Disney shares went up those two days. I won't lie. <laughs> and I didn't mind going with them this time because this is why I'm going to talk crap about Avengers Campus. It wasn't them. It was me. It was like 100 degrees the day I was there. Oh, okay. And I am not a heat person. I San Francisco is better weather for me. We, it literally was a heat streak for two days. And one thing that stinks about Avengers Campus is that it doesn't have many trees or whatnot. So I was sadly disappointed that I couldn't spend more time. I mean, and I would have broken, a, broken away from my pals who love to shop. Mm-hmm. But uh, because they went into Marvel. And they don't have great shopping at Avengers Campus. They have a teeny, teeny, tiny store. I'm like, oh, I wish they would have had a bigger store for them. So I didn't get to, you know, the cool, and it's also social distancing. So there's no scheduled times going on at Disneyland. This is something um, interesting to say since your podcast is coming out in real time. They don't have any entertainment schedules because they don't want crowds gathering right now. Oh, interesting. So, so yeah, actually, let's pivot into that conversation yes. then. Like the what? What is the what is what are the parks like now post apocalypse? <laughs> um, right. Well, we, I can stay on the subject matter. I'll just use yep. Avengers Campus. Yeah, Avengers Campus as the, the point they have. Um, and again, these are all new, so people are going to get. I have. Do I have a cheat sheet in front of me? <laughs> I do have a boogie boogie bash cheat sheet. Uh, Avengers Campus. <laughs> Um, the Doctor Strange area is called, um, uh, now they don't have it written down here. Um, it's called the Ancient Sanctum, Ancient Sanctum. Yeah, or something the like Sanctum, that. that's... Uh, it's got an official name, right. everything has an official name. But it's great because that is an area that um, 
anybody magical can come. The Scarlet Witch can come out of. Thor does oh. come, is called upon. I mean, it's Doctor Strange's area specifically, mm-hmm. but anybody magical can come out of there. Um, and, Makes sense. Yeah, but they don't have any times listed. Avengers Campus also... It's the first time Disneyland has um, hired stunt people because most of the actors that play um, the the Avengers are in the stunts department and they put on stunt shows up there. So that is brilliant for social distancing right now. Yeah, that is actually pretty clever. So they do a show on top of a rooftop. And they've stayed completely current as Loki unfolded each week. They would act out whatever episode happened out that week. They would say that au courant. They'd come out really? with the costumes from the week. Oh yeah, I'm, Brian, I wouldn't lie to you. That I, I appreciate that. That is actually super cool that they're it was super cool. Go, they're keeping up with the the MCU in real time. Mm-hmm. And um, so, what's going on right now in all of the parks? Again, I cannot speak for Disney World as much. Go to Mouse Planet, but. Um, Actually, that's untrue. I do know it's the same. The other thing they're doing with character meet and greets, which I love, is they they can't do the meet and greets. So the characters are all positioned in, and there's more room at Disney World. Uh, Like in the grassy areas that are cordoned off for the the people Mm -hmm. that, um, that, you know, you can't walk in the grassy area. Yeah. Um, but they'll have, for example, I know at Disneyland, because this is a big, one of the new characters is they have the Cheshire Cat, which they have never had. And the Cheshire Cat and Alice are out there playing. They give them props. And, um, you know, Disney World being open first, there's Princess Calvacades where the princesses come by. But again, they're not scheduled. So you just have to wait. They come by in carriages and, and or float, floats will go by. Parades aren't going on yet. That's interesting because it's more of like they get to like they're not doing the meet and greet. And so they're just like living their lives in the park. Sort of the characters are just existing as an entertainment guy. um, I think that's fantastic. I think I agree. I think that's pretty cool. You can get selfies with them. They're really good at and there's smaller areas like they've set up through four little stages in Disney California Adventure at Buena Vista Street at the end where the fountains are. So three or four people can get their pictures, selfies taken with the characters almost at once. And they're super good at posing for those. And, and um, I just think it's a better way to meet them. They can talk to the crowd. Um, if your kid is loquacious, which I've seen, they can talk to, you know, they'll start talking to them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, then that's, that's entertaining too. I mean, I love watching the kids interact with them mm-hmm. and they are, you know, they are, you're, they're getting to meet their heroes. Absolutely. Their heroes oh, and Avengers Campus, you know, I don't know. This is all out there. and The Disney fans probably know this stuff, but they also have their first animatronic robot of Spider-Man that will do, oh. that will do. I mean, it's all over YouTube. It came out early. Disney released it before Avengers Campus opened, but Spider-Man will on, on the web slingers building. And I, every time I passed, I looked, I never caught it. I'm sure, I don't know how many times a day he does it again. I'm sure there'll be a schedule eventually, but as of now, mm-hmm. they don't want crowds together. And that's kind of the bottom line. Makes sense. You just got to stake it out. Yeah. And I would have spent more time on Avengers campus if it wasn't so hot. It was too miserable for me, but I, it's fantastic it hot. for the fans. And, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout is one of the attractions, but it's been there for a couple of years. It was mm-hmm. formerly the Tower of Terror. 
and uh, Web Slingers is the new attraction. And uh, there was slated in 2023 to be the big Avengers attraction that you will enter through their headquarters. But of course, it's off the books now because of what has happened with the pandemic. So we don't know when that's opening. Soon. Well, there's no, but there's no, uh, it's yeah. been pulled off of their books. We ha don't have an opening date. Yeah, uh, I got you. Makes sense. And Disney World has their 50th anniversary. So, you know, it's it's sad, but um, I think there was a date, if I recall from D23, it was supposed to be 2023 that the big Avengers attraction opened, like mm -hmm. um, uh, Rise of the Resistance in Star Wars mm -hmm. Galaxy's Edge. Oh my God, there's so much gotcha. to talk about, Brian. I know. How are you ever going to do this podcast? <laughs> uh, I Well, if you want to do a brief thing, talk about Rise um, um, Rise of the Resistance, we can do that real quick, and then we got to pivot to Oogie Boogie. Yeah, we need to talk Halloween because it's Halloween. Well, mm -hmm. uh, here's the one thing I'll say that everybody knows about. They're, again, they're tweaking it and tweaking it. But Rise of the Resistance at Disneyland and um, the Web Slingers attraction at Disney California Adventure um, and Rise of the Resistance is the same at Disney World. You have to use the virtual queue by an hour before the park opening. Get on your Disney app and see if you can get a reservation and there's been some slow days where there's been reservations for 15, 20 minutes, but usually it sells out within 60 seconds. So awesome. you need to count on that. That is something that I think all new attractions will be here to stay. Again, mm -hmm. so much to talk about. Keep following mouseplanet.com. Um, Keep following sense. Follow the Dream podcast. And yes, here oh, too. But um, Living the Dream podcast. I definitely didn't just mess up my own podcast name. <laughs> It definitely didn't just happen. I heard it correctly. Yeah, living the we, dream. Don't don't rewind the tape, people. Exactly. Don't. Just don't. move forward. You're not allowed. It's the it's the we future. Don't look we're back here. At. Just but, keep moving forward. But I think that's um, again. The, we're not going to get into that discussion because there's so many yeah you know, things to talk. So about. let's uh, pivot to Oogie Boogie Bash. Yeah. Happy Halloween, everybody! It's the second Oogie yeah. Boogie Bash. At Disney California Adventure, the first one was 2019, and this one's 2021 because we didn't have one last year. Um, they mm -hmm. moved the Halloween celebration from Disneyland to Disney California Adventure, and I'll say it right now, it's fantastic. I think it's so much better. I think the 1955 design of Disneyland um, makes it difficult to hold that party there with the popularity of mm -hmm. it. Uh, the way... Disney California Adventure was built. Um, you want to talk about nooks and crannies. It's just great for the trick-or-treat trails. Oh, okay. And so what is there to do? So you, there's the trick-or-treat uh, trail. What else is up going on over there? What's What, what did Oogie Boogie set up? Okay, so there's 10 trick-or-treat trails, and eight of them have villain meet and greets, which is interesting. They were socially mm -hmm. distanced style like we talked about earlier. In 2019, before a pandemic was even on the books, mm -hmm. that way there's entertainment while you wait for the candy and you can um, chat with them as much as you want or just take a quick picture and move on. Some kids care, some don't. Um, they do try to keep the lines moving, get your cameras ready. You're better off, um, you know, sometimes they, they're more crowded, but and some they do take breaks. Um, there's a dance party at Disney Junior, the only thing we didn't do because I was there with adults. Um, <laughs> I think it was Descendants two years ago, but don't quote me. But I think this year it was just some of the characters um, like Goofy, Mickey, Donald, etc. Um, 
There is, uh, what is the name of the parade? It's got a very, uh, it's literally called Oogie Boogie Frightfully Fun Parade. There it is, exactly. Um, mm-hmm. That is done twice. So it's the first Disney parade to return to Disneyland. Um, and it's only on these special nights that are sold out, by the way. So anybody listening, they sell out in August usually or early, early September. So when do they need to buy the tickets, Todd? August. They go on sale yeah. like mid-July, get them straight away. Uh, you heard by it, September audience. 1st, it's usually too late. Um, get on those tickets else? in August. And all the attractions are open, but mm-hmm. most people don't do the attractions. There are some meet and greets. They are still socially distanced. A lot of those. All You wouldn't believe how many villains are out. We saw Prince John and, and um, Sheriff of Nottingham from Robin really? Hood. Really? From Robin really Hood? And those my favorite... Rare. Yeah. yeah. So my fi- we saw all the Hercules. Uh, we saw Hades, Meg, who is starts out as a villain. Some people are like, she's mm-hmm. not a villain. Yeah, she's kind of the Lola character. And Pain and Panic were there. Pain and Panic? Um, yep. You never but see my- them. I know. That's why okay, these Okay, so who was your favorite? The Villain's Grove is my favorite thing. They've taken the Redwood Creek Challenge Trail, which is oh, okay. for little kids. Lots of rope bridges. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Disney um, Light... And sound designers just went crazy. It's a very ethereal, very maybe meta experience. Um, your little ones probably won't be that excited by it, but um, people do go through the trail a little too fast. It's um, like the first half is, the first part of it is, uh, they take inspiration from Disney movies. Is the Hunchback of Notre Dame. There's candelabras everywhere. Oh. The trees are lit. The leaves are lit green. Even though it's the middle of the night, the leaves might be bright green. Everything changes. Vines crawl. Flowers bloom. Um, And then there's music and tons of fog. And there's a Alice in Wonderland section, which is probably the most obvious. There's a Lion King section. Mm -hmm. And the last bit just seems, I wasn't really sure what movie it was from, if any. There seems to be like hope or you know, the rain is ending and you're going to be out of the villain's clutch. But there's a line for it all night. Don't try to wait for it to go down. Maybe at the end of the evening. We did get in line at the end of the evening. But it's a walkthrough and it always moves. So do not miss Villain's Grove. It's really cool. Yeah, speaking of lines and getting around it, I've always noticed... Yeah, Tell me if you think differently. I think March is the best time to go if you don't want other people there. And then during a weekday, those are, those are the two that I realized. They say that Tuesday, uh, you know, people take long weekends. So Monday and Friday are, are generally right out because Monday just rolls. Mm-hmm. Sunday just rolls into Monday. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, they say mm-hmm. uh, January and February actually are better. March has some um, spring breaks. You have to pay attention. Oh. Yeah. Um, Got to be careful in March. Well, because you could have a week that's super busy. Yeah. Um, January and February are great. And some people don't like going because the rides, you know, Haunted Mansion's being turned back into the regular Haunted Mansion. It's a Small World is being redone from the Christmas holiday version, I should say. Um, So, but Disney's getting so big that it's hard to ride everything. And, you know, I don't mind missing an attraction because then something to look forward next time. Makes sense. That's actually a very positive outlook on life. There yep. you go, Todd. That's the, that's the, uh, also the first two weeks of December are great because people, I mean, it's very hard to get off because off of work or school because that's when you're finishing up. So those also weekdays, rainy days. 
Rainy days are amazing. Rainy days I've noticed are empty. But now let's uh, pivot to some expert opinions that I've been uh, talking about. Let's try to bring them in right now. Oh, okay. All right. Joining us now are two experts and my uh, lovely nieces, Kayla and Riley. There they are. Riley, when did you? All right. So uh, we have our, do we hear them? Jess, you might be muted. Uh, There they go. We have our expert opinions. This is uh, Kayla is on the left and Riley is on the right. Riley, I you look so smart with those glasses on. I didn't know you had glasses. You're clearly an expert. Mm, now we, those are fake glasses. Well, either way, she's an expert. So we wanted to talk to you two about Oogie Boogie, Boogie Bash. Ryan. What? Yes. Yes, exactly. Your daddy wears glasses too. All right, so I want to talk to you two about Oogie Boogie Bash. What did you think? Yes. I'm scared of Boogie Bash. You're scared of Boogie Oogie Boogie Bash? That's pretty fair. I mean, he, Todd, do you want to say something? Well, who, who are you scared of the most? Oogie Boogie himself? Yeah. Yeah, he's scary. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he puts on a great party. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you showed up, he wouldn't seem so scary. Maybe. What about you, Kayla? Did you like Oogie Boogie Bash? I do like it. You do? Okay, so we got conflicting opinions from the experts. This Already is, we're uh, off to conflict. Oh, man. This is, this is going to turn into a debate bro thing, I think. Why? They're going to go at it. Huh? Why? No, I'm just kidding, Riley. Don't don't take what I say seriously. <laughs> um, okay, so Kayla, what did you like about Oogie Boogie Bash? I liked it when, when the candy showed up. When the what? The candy showed yeah. up? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you just want your candy. That's fair. That is a big part of Halloween. And Disney yeah. is great with giving out the candy. You get lots Are and they? lots of candy. They generous with the portions? Oh, yeah. That's good. And they're really good with allergies and with, you know, having no sugar treats. Oh, the glasses are great on both of them. Um, Yeah, I'm getting getting confused with who is who now. (laughs) Do you guys want to remind me who is who again? I I just, the glasses changed and I'm confused. My name is Kayla. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'll take your word on it. Yeah, it's confusing, um, but it's great. It makes you both yeah. experts. You just pass the expert classes. So, yeah, Riley, I heard you have... We have one hair. Yes. Right. <laughs> so, Riley, I heard you have a hot take. You you prefer Mickey's Not-So-Scary Party over Oogie Boogie Bash? Yeah. Oh, okay. Why do you like Mickey's Not-So-Scary Party better? It's not scary. Look, look, I would have shirt. She has a very nice shirt. Both of you have very pretty shirts. Um, so what are you going to be for Halloween? Yeah. 
So I, I, uh, in addition to that hot take, now I got a question, Riley, you have a birthday coming up. You got a birthday party. Whose party's going to be better, yours or Mickey's? Mine. Yours? Wow. Mickey's. Oh, we got another, we got conflicting opinions again. Fight. <laughs> Not a video game. Don't right? fight much. I fight much. Okay. Um, all right. So last question that I think I have is, um, what would you, uh, what are you going to be for Halloween? I'm going to be, but I think I want to be <laughs> Belle. You're going to be Belle? Princess Belle? No, I don't think I want to be that. I think I'm going to be Mabel. <laughs> Hi, Riley. you taking over the screen. Who are you going to be for Halloween, Riley? A ghost. <laughs> You're going to be a very scary ghost. <laughs> so uh, your, your party is going to be better than Mickey's. Will you at least help Mickey make his party better if I get you in contact? Yeah. No. No, Mickey's on No, his own. you just, you want the better party? I say yeah. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Riley's All right, no girls. trade secrets, Brian. No trade secrets, man. That's, that's true. Mickey's got a whole team behind him. Riley's, you know, going to keep things. That That's completely fair. That's completely fair. <laughs> Great point, so. Todd. Um, All right, girls, you want to do a little sign-off? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Back up. Okay. okay. Thank you. Oh, good. There you go. Looking good. All right. Do the sign off, girls. <laughs> she line. Script girl. Thank you to living a dream with us. Thank you. And do you want to tell everyone to like and subscribe? Thank you so much, girls, for joining us. Bye. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye. We're gonna be a great ghost. We're gonna be a great ghost. We're gonna be a great ghost. Oh, that's the the ghost is wearing the glasses. I get it. Okay. All right, Todd. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we had a great time having you here, and I uh, can't wait to have you back again next month. Oh, me too. Thanks for having me. And I will have been in the parks and hopefully more time at Avengers Campus. I can't wait to see more of the shows. Absolutely. Can't wait to hear all about it. You have a great day. Thanks. Thank you again to Todd for sharing your stories with us. Hope you all enjoyed this episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Please remember to like and subscribe on YouTube and Spotify. You do not want to disappoint Kayla and Riley. Follow us on social media. And if you would like uh, to be a future guest, Email us at livingthedreamofficialpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you again for joining us, and I'll see you again real soon.
Living the Dream podcast executive producers are Nick Light, Brian McDevitt Jr., and Julia Sola. It's engineered and edited by Julia Sola. Show music provided copyright-free by The Poisoned Youth. Thank you for listening. <laughs>